the party to you. Stamps tonight. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. What's up, heroes? And welcome to the Stephen Corson Show, where we discuss financial strategies, habits, and mindset to get you to your first 100K and then get you to your first million, all in the pursuit of true wealth and modern freedom. Okay, so Chad GPT, easily the biggest buzzword of the year. We have to talk about this. Uh, if you're sitting here going, Stephen, you're a little behind the curve. Chad GPT has been out since last year. I know. And there's a reason that I haven't done a lot around it. And that's because they had a new version that was going to be like 100,000 times more powerful than the first one coming out, which is Chad GPT 4. Now, the release of ChatGTP4 has brought on a lot of questions that people have because they are looking at the dramatic increase in its power and capability compared to its previous version. And we literally are at the point now to where we have to stop and go, whoa, okay, is this going to be an overall net positive for society? Because this is going to make people lose jobs. And that's what I want to talk about today. A lot of people are covering chat GPT, what to do, how to use it. I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but more importantly, I'm kind of putting this out as a PSA um, to everybody saying, I don't care what industry you're in. Um, if you're in law, if you are in marketing, if you are in design, if you're in coding, if you are in construction, if you are in healthcare, it does not matter you are going to have your field of work severely disrupted by AI within the next six to 24 months. Yes. And, and for some of you, it's already happening. For some of you, it's literally happening right now. That's going to be some of the lower end stuff, uh, probably like coding positions, marketing positions. I'll explain that in a little bit. Um, those are going to be some of the early disruptors, but we're going to see this is going to get way, way, uh, it's going to get layoffs are going to get way worse. But in that will lie a massive opportunity for people. And that's what I want to hone in today. I'm not here to signal the end of the world or society as we know it. Civilization is not going to crash because of this. Maybe when chat GTP5 comes out, it might. <laughs> uh, that might do it, uh, but we'll see. Um, but first, I want to talk about something because there's a lot of fear that is around AI in general. And it's not unwarranted, okay? I was up the other night just after toying around uh, you know, with the tool a little bit. And you know, it was helping me do a couple of things much faster than how I would normally do it. Um, I'm seeing other applications coming out and uh, I'll give some examples on that. So I am using AI more than I ever have before and I'm just absolutely blown away by its capabilities and the people it is replacing. Now, let me back up before I talk about the opportunity that you will have no matter what industry you're in, no matter what your job is, um, I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But first, I want to assuage some of the fear a little bit. Assuage, assuage. I don't know how you say it. Don't really care. Hopefully, you get the point. I want to calm them. So I want to talk about the industrial rev revolutions. Right now, we are in the fourth industrial revolution. So if you're not familiar with those, um, the uh, an industrial revolution in general generally centers around the creation of a new technology um, generally, it, we find like a new way to use a material or a source in order to increase productivity. So the first one was um, coal in 1765. So that was when you know we started figuring out that we could use coal as an energy source. And then all of a sudden, trains later became a thing. And then steamboats would eventually come along that could be powered by it. 
And, you know, that drastically changed the way that we were able to accomplish travel, obviously. And that opened up new lands and barriers and commerce um, and speed all across the world. Uh, the next one was gas in 1870. So just before the cars started coming along and, you know, what we were able to do with that. And there were other, you know, big things that were happening around that time as well. The third industrial revolution um, was electronics and nuclear, 1969. Um, you know, the creation of the telephone, it, so many different things happening there. Again, it is increasing a particular process. And for the record, coal, gas, electronics, and nuclear power, these are examples of what happened in the revolution. There are also things like the creation of steel and other stuff. So if you go and you read about the different industrial revolutions, you can see all the different inventions that came along with these things. But the electronics and in, in nuclear in 1969 was obviously significant because that was the first time that communications were really starting to change. We had already had transformations in power. We had had transformations in transportation. Um, and like I said, the entire point is to take a process and accelerate it. So coal was accelerating transport, gas, again, accelerating transport and not just accelerating it, but democratizing it with the creation of the car. Electronics, democratizing, uh, you know, it, 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 um, making communications faster, you know, and making them more possible over larger uh, uh, places. Well, then the fourth industrial revolution was the internet. And, you know, renewable energies that started coming up, uh, you know, in the 2000s. Granted, the Internet was not created in 2000. I totally understand that. But it really started to become commonplace to where uh, it was so widely adopted uh, as a tool and its use cases became, you know, widely democratized as well. So uh, those are the four industrial revolutions, Right. Um, and what happened in all of those is really important. And this is something that I really want to know. So in all of the industrial revolutions, there were huge recessions that ended up happening economically. People lost their jobs. Um, these new technologies came in and they disrupted things and they messed everything up and people didn't know what they were going to do. And it was the end of times and all of this bad stuff was happening. But guess what? We found new things that, that needed jobs. We found new ways of working. And that's the hope that I want people to take with the conversation that we're going to be having. Even though disruption is messy and people are going to get laid off, there is massive opportunity for people with this current industrial revolution that we're in, just like there have been other ones. Now, that being said, there's going to be some differences with this one. And that's what I want to talk about. So... Chat GPT at this point, just where it's at, is one of the most revolutionary tools since the internet. And I'm not saying that as, you know, hey, I'm trying to be outrageous and hyperbole and all that. I, I, I purposely have waited not to be the first person because you guys know me. I'm trying to be a source that you can trust. I'm not trying to be the first one with a headline necessarily. Um, I want to make sure I really have a solid grasp and understanding on the topic before I start spouting an opinion there. And I can pretty safely say, because I'm not just listening to people who are a lot smarter than me on this, I'm actually using it myself. And I can confidently say, this is the most powerful tool um, that you, you know we've seen since the internet's creation. And let me just give you a couple examples of what ChatGPT has 
has accomplished so far. So it passed the bar in the MCAT. Uh, with chat GPT three, I think it barely squeaked by with the new one. It pretty much got, you know, close to perfect scores. Um, there's already some tests going on to where it's potentially showing early signs for cancer. Um, that has not been peer reviewed. You know, they still got to do all the medical testing to see if that's legit or not. But the point is it's already working on it. Um, graphic designers are being replaced already. You're already hearing the stories of, you know, marketing teams losing, you know, 10 of their people and being whittled down all the way to two. Um, it can code extremely well, which is probably the least shocking out of all of it since literally it is code. Like that is its makeup. So of course it would be able to code really well. Um, but it's just how well, which is absolutely shocking. So these are just a couple of the accomplishments that this newer version of ChatGPT that, um, you know, of what it's been able to do. Then there's all these lower forms of accomplishments like helping people write blogs or newsletters or, you know, marketing or business plans or whatever the case may be. So um, a lot of stuff that it can do. Okay. And what I want to kind of let everybody know right now is that we are at a point in time to where this is a use it or lose it scenario. Okay. You are either going to need to start using artificial intelligence or you are going to lose your job. That's kind of where we're going. Okay. You, this is we, uh, one thing I talk about a lot is the modern skill stack. And, you know, there's different elements that every single person needs within the modern skill stack. The, it, some base level understanding of AI and how it plays in your field is going to be absolutely crucial because. Either and, and it doesn't have to be chat GPT specifically. Um, there's a lot of, of tools that are popping up every single day that are based off of that. Um, but there will be other AIs. Google's working on one. Microsoft um, is invested in chat GPT. I'm sure Apple will continue to try to get theirs up, you know, with Siri and all that. Yes, for those of you who may not realize it, Siri is an AI. It's a really crappy one, but it is essentially an AI. So there's a lot of different things there. And again, the point in the thing that is going to make this so incredibly disruptive is the scale. This is a really important point. Okay. The, the internet is the only way that humans can communicate in, you know, as far as we know right now, quantum mechanics and uh, quantum physics may change this eventually. But as of right now, the internet is the fastest way in human history for us to be able to reach pretty much every single person on the planet if they have an internet connection um, with virtually zero lift. I mean, you know, what it would take for me to write a million thank you letters to somebody versus just, you know, sending an email to a million people on a list. I, I mean, it, I couldn't write a million letters, it would take years. But I can send an email to a million people if I have a million email addresses and it happens instantly. So with art, when you think about it in terms of that, the thing that makes artificial intelligence so disruptive to every single industry is that there are a lot of processes that we're doing right now. There's something in your industry. Maybe it's, you know, you're somebody at a call center taking phone calls. Maybe you are, you know, a paralegal um, who is, you know, helping lawyers and you're looking up old cases for precedent or whatever the case is. Maybe you're doing research uh, in a lab somewhere on mice and you have to go back and look up you know, all these different medicines you're testing or whatever. Not only can AI go through and search through all that information for you, it can also think and take that, 
summarize it and put it into organized, you know, tables and ways for us to be able to consume it in ways that we just can't do by ourselves or even with teams of people. So at the end of the day, it's very dependent on what, you know, it is that people are doing, but it's going to, it's going to shrink. It's going to increase productivity so much that we're going to be able to shrink the amount of people that we need for stuff. So there are going to be a lot of layoffs. Perfect example. There uh, was a person who just complained that they lost their job. Um, They're working for a very well-known gaming company and, you know, they create video games. Well, this person, along with over 70% of their team, just got laid off. And the other 30% of the team is now being mandated to use artificial intelligence because it can do everything these other 70% of people were doing just as quickly and sometimes even better. So it's unbelievable. I'll give you a very simple example. Um, I work with a, uh, a girl who is a professional at building PowerPoints. I built, uh, she built my PowerPoints for my courses. She did an amazing job. They're absolutely fantastic. If you ever take any of my courses um, on momentum or foundation uh, that are going to be released here in two, three weeks, uh, if you're listening to this episode when it just comes out, uh, they're going to be released in about three weeks. And the presentations that I do in there were built by her. She did an incredible job. Well, now there's an AI that will build, do the exact same thing. I just submit a blank PowerPoint presentation, tell it kind of the themes of what I'm looking for, and it will build an unbelievably beautiful presentation with graphics and videos and transitions and all these other things. Well, this girl did an amazing job, but it took her 10 days to do it. Uh, and I had to pay you know a couple hundred bucks to have her do it. Well, I could pay this eye a fraction of that and it could have it done to me in a couple minutes. So that is the disruptive power of AI. Now, that being said, enough talking about the fear and all these other things, I want to get to the good part. So the good part is this. The good part is that anybody who just like computers and typing, I mean, I talk to my Mimi all the time and she loves to tell me about how she was one of the first people working for the state of Florida who had to learn how to code computers for the very first time. And they didn't have keyboards and they had to do all these different things just to create a a letter or a paragraph. Like it was amazing. So guess what? Just like everybody else, she eventually learned how to type. We will all eventually learn how to use AI. It will just be a part of any job that you're doing in the job function. The question is how long is it going to take you to learn to use AI? That is going to be the question. Now, granted, there are going to be certain positions. If you are doing some type of manual job, if you are a plumber or something like that, I admit AI is not necessarily going to be relevant to you. Now, that being said, if you are a plumber who owns your own business, imagine that you will be using an AI tool that will handle all of your scheduling, all of your billing. When people call or they're submitting questions, it will have pre-programmed answers for you that it will answer them. And then if they ask a question back, it will probably answer it for you based off how you would answer. Like these are the types of things that I'm talking about. If you're sitting here going, I'm not going to use it. I would just say you're already using AI on a regular everyday basis. If you just talk to a Google home or, you know, the thing that's on your phone, that's all AI. It's only just going to get better and smarter and be able to do more. Um, The new 
yeah, the new version that they have coming up of of um, ChatGPT will be able to write an entire book, whereas the one right now can literally write you an entire paper on something. So now that being said, you know, this is what I want to say with hope. Number one, AI is not all knowing. Okay, there are going to be inaccuracies. There, are, you know, the company OpenAI they completely admit they're like, hey, you need to fact check this stuff. It does not get everything right. Why? Because it's web crawling. It's pulling all of its data, um, you know, from open source sources, basically. So because of that, there's going to be inaccuracies. There's going to be biases. There's going to be outdated information, um, all of that. It doesn't change the fact that it's incredible how quickly it can compile this. I had it build me uh, a business case for you know a business I was creating the other day and it did it you know in two minutes and I probably used about 60% of it but that 60% of the business case that it built for me would have taken me a couple hours to do on my own so it saved me a ton of time so this is where I want to encourage people to start thinking about the opportunity let's start thinking about the upside here number one if you have a stable job and you can figure out how to use again it doesn't have to be chat GPT. It can be an AI, you know, that is being spun off somewhere like the one uh, that does the PowerPoint presentations or something else. If you can find, you know, some sort of artificial intelligence that will make your job better, your job easier, and you start doing that, you're going to skyrocket your productivity and you're going to look like a rock star as a employee, right? If you are a business owner, the tools that are coming out are now so cost effective that you will be able to do more in less time, regardless of your industry. And AI is going to be able to replace a lot of the very manual things that are kind of like, they're just, you know, they're $100 problems. So you can start focusing on $10,000 problems. That's where right now, I kind of see this going. So right now we're seeing a ton of layoffs. And the interesting thing about the layoffs that's happening, not necessarily due to AI, but due to the economy, is how many people are not going back and interviewing at other companies. They are choosing to opt out and start their own businesses. I am one of these people. Now, I had been planning on starting my own company for a long time. I didn't do it because I got laid off. I quit on purpose. you know. But for there's a lot of people going down this road. I see a long-term trend to where there are more layoffs that happen as AI continues to disrupt different industries. Then what I see happening is I see the rise of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, small businesses really start to take off because a lot of the things that are, you know, these slow manual things that take a lot of time, a lot of resources, normally cost a lot of money to compete. Um, normally, that is something that is, is eating up a lot of the entrepreneur's time. So, you know, a perfect example for me. I make, uh, I'm making my courses. I'm making a lot of content. I had to learn video editing, sound editing. You know, if I want to promote it, I've got to do social media and clips and video stuff and like all these other things and yada, yada. That was not part of my original skill set. So if I wanted to hire somebody for that, it was going to cost me a couple hundred bucks a month for, you know, just a few videos or just sound editing, potentially even up to a thousand dollars. Well, that's really expensive when you're just starting a business. Well, now they have AIs 
that can automatically record everything for you. It can do a lot of the editing. Some now they're even coming out with ones that will record your videos for, or not, sorry, not record the videos for you, but they will edit the video for you, then chop it up into little bite-sized bits and go on social media. That's normally something I'd have to pay somebody hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to do for me every month. And now I can get it for a very feasible uh, you know, monthly rate. It's absolutely incredible. It's, there's never been a better time to be a entrepreneur. So I see that as more and more people decide to quit working you know, for big corporations and they start getting into their own businesses, I think you're going to see the statistic where about 80% of businesses fail in four to five years. I think you're going to start to see that go down. I think more people are going to start being successful with smaller businesses because the technological barriers to make them productive are going to start going away thanks to AOC. If you are looking to start a business or a side hustle, here are four ways that you can start to learn about artificial intelligence and the different tools that are out there. So the first one is you can Google, this is for chat GPTs uh, specifically, you can Google prompts to get what you want out of it. I created a fictional character that is, uh, you know, was built completely from scratch, all from prompts. I kind of wanted to do this super villain, um, you know, to kind of go against this, you know, story that I was creating. And I have no design experience whatsoever in graphic design. And I created an unbelievable, realistic looking rendering using an AI. And I couldn't have done that if I didn't understand how to prompt it. That's typing in keywords to get it to do for you. If you Google that, you can find it there. So Google prompts that you want to get out of it. Next is watch YouTube videos on effective prompts. So depending on what you're trying to get out of it, again, you can use different prompts to do it. And I'm going to link uh, some stuff in the description if you want to see some basic videos on how to do this. The third one is that you need to know the end goal of what you're trying to get when you are asking it to do things. So you need to know what it is that you're expecting it to do because you're going to have to guide it a couple times. You'll ask and then you'll have to iterate and then eventually you'll get close to what you want. And then the last one is just play with it. It's free. Chat GPT, they have a version of it that is totally free. Sometimes if it's in high hours, you have to wait, but you can just use it and it doesn't cost anything. So um, yeah, that's it's really unbelievable the capabilities that are available to you right now that cost you absolutely nothing. So get out, be ahead of the curve and start diving in and learning about artificial intelligence, how it's going to play in your field. It will help you get ahead in the career you have. And if you want to start your own business someday, it's going to enable you to do things that you couldn't have even done six months to a year ago. That's how powerful this is. So just to recap this one last time, there are four ways that you can learn how to use artificial intelligence and chat GPT specifically. The first one is that you can Google different prompts for whatever it is that you're trying to get out of it. Knowing prompts is the number one thing that you have to do if you want to be able to use artificial intelligence effectively. The second one is to watch YouTube videos on it. And YouTube videos are going to explain to you exactly how you can use ChatGPT and other AI tools in order to do things that you probably didn't even know you could do. The next one is you need to know your end goal. What is it that I am trying to generate? What is it that I need this AI to give me? 
And you need to think very detailed and specifically about what that is because it can only be as effective as you are detailed. So again, it's all about giving the right prompts. And then the last thing you can do is just play with it. It's free. You can go to open.ai and start playing with ChatGPT right now. You just sign up, you need a Google account, and then it just costs you absolutely nothing. So there is no downside for you to get out there and start increasing your skills with AI now to set yourself apart in the workforce.